Let's talk about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. That's right. No more excuses. Get your lazy ass off the couch. Go start a podcast. There's the creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone with computer. Once again, no more excuses. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Could it be easier? Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. They're paying us for this ad. Thank you very much, Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. This is The Dime, a 10-minute dive into the cannabis and hemp industry through trends, insights, predictions, and tangents. What's up, guys? This is the week of July 23rd. This is The Dime. As always, I've got Kellen here with me, and this week we're talking about the hottest new term in the game, Delta 8. So in layman terms, Kellen, Delta 8 is Delta 9's cousin with lower psychotropic potency and a world of benefits. Studies have revealed that Delta-8 THC connects to both CB1 and CB2 receptors in our bodies. In layman terms, what exactly is different about Delta-8 THC? It's a different isomer, which just means that it's got the same amount of carbons, but uh, electron density is located in a different area on the molecule. Um, So it just, at the end of the day, it's got a slightly different shape that reacts differently with the enzymes in your body. The new topic is consumption of that via topicals versus vapes versus edibles. Can you kind of give some more insight into the differences when consuming that product? Yes. I mean, I only, I played around with Delta 8 like two and a half years ago, maybe three years ago now, um, when a new kind of thing came out from an aesthetically pleasing aspect where it was called water clear. We started manufacturing quote unquote water clear. And in order to do it, Chemically speaking, we were using like a lot of remediation technology to try to get the color and it ended up converting it into Delta 8. And so when we tried it, we weren't, we didn't really know what we were trying. I mean, honestly, it it gives you almost an identical high as normal THC. A lot of people would kind of describe it maybe more on like a sativa heavy in terms of like using a adjective that consumers are familiar with, but it, it doesn't give you as long of a psychotropic reaction as, as Delta nine, right? And it, it doesn't last as long. It's kind of the best way to describe it. So you don't get as high and it doesn't last as long. The number one question that I get asked all the time about Delta eight is, if I get high, how can I buy this online and it be legal? It's because the federal government hasn't recognized it as a drug yet. So if I take a edible of Delta-8, I'm going to get high? Yes. But if I vape Delta-8, will I get high? Yes. If I take it as a different form, yes. will I not get high? Or I'll always get high? You always? will always. It's just like taking Delta-9, 100%. Cool. You're so, gonna get high. <laughs> all right. It's awesome. And you're going to fail a drug test. I think that's the important takeaway here that people need to realize. Like, if you buy it online just because you bought it online doesn't mean you're not going to fail your drug test. So you're totally going to fail your drug test if you take this, because it turns into the same analogs in your body from a metabolite standpoint. People are scrambling right now. (laughs) (laughs) Is Delta-8 just a novelty? So 
I have uh, <clears throat> an opinion that may be contrary to popular opinion in this space. That's why we're but here. At the end of the day, I think that there's a fine line between smoking a plant that naturally produces a chemical versus ingesting a chemical in which humans had to create. I think at that point it becomes a drug. And if you're gonna just walk around and start taking random chemicals, I just like, I think that that is probably one of the worst choices people could make in their life. That's just my opinion though. I mean, at the end of the day, like it's just gonna go around taking ran random chemicals that cause psychotropic reactions. Like might as well start taking the ones that cause the real psychotropic reactions. like. DMT or acid or mushrooms, right? So like, <laughs> at the end of the day, like it's a medicine. And if you're taking it to in a non-medical environment, then at the end of the day, it's just like, you're just taking drugs to get fucked up. <laughs> and I don't think like, I already see that Delta nine and the plant natures make it at this point, it's a synthetic chemical in my opinion, that we just don't know how it's going to react from a long-term perspective in terms of the pros and cons but that's just my opinion on my little soapbox about all these like random synthetic cannabinoids that are about to hit the market i think that's an interesting point and from my side a lot of the users that i know that are consuming cannabis could care less that it comes from a plant maybe there's like that small group of people where like it's a plant so i consume a lot of them are consuming it to get high and oh. i don't think they care delta nine delta eight CBD, CBG, CBN, whatever it takes, they don't care. They just want to know that when they consume this product, that they're going to feel a psychoactive feeling where they're going to be a little more relaxed, a little bit, a little bit more disoriented. And I think that all matters to them. And I wonder as the education, the industry matures, if people then drive that thin line and they're like, well, it's not plant-based, it's more synthetic, like you were saying. And I wonder if that becomes a more distinct line in the ground. But at the end of the day, I wonder if it's here to stay just because of the loophole of the federal government by the fact that they can buy this online, get high, and not have to worry about it, especially the non-rec states like New York, where people are really coveting the, the ability to consume cannabis in any form that they can possibly wrap their mind around. So I would say in the short term, I think it's going to become really popular in the non-rec states. And I wonder if governments looked and say, hey, this is happening. This is stupid. We should wreck this out. And then we can make tax revenue on this. And then there's not this sort of novelty of this Delta 8 product that we don't really know so much about. So I would say one thing, too, that it is illegal right now in federal government language in all the rec states. 98% of the manufacturers are selling illegal Delta-8, right? So the way that the law is written, right? And, and this conversation is different than the one that we had with our buddy Matt, right? The, the way the, the law is written is any chemical derived from the marijuana plant is illegal to sell, right? Which makes like commodity chemicals from cannabis illegal, which is why when you talk about commodity chemicals from the cannabis plant, we refer to hemp. So what a lot of people are doing is they're deriving, say, their THC from a cannabis plant. And when they're going through trying to sell this THC, instead of Delta-9, they're going to do a synthetic reaction to convert it to Delta-8. And then they're flooding the market with their excess Delta-8 product that 
hey, it turns out that their brand didn't succeed in California. There's this legacy market. Instead of doing that, they're going to get converted to Delta 8 because they think that they can sell it all over the country, right? That's where I think that it's going to get really, really slippery within the federal government and how they've kind of worded things. And even so within the, I think the hemp bill has a phrase in there. It talks about converting Delta 8 or CBD into some of these THC derivatives, right? So I think it is kind of encompassed in the law that it's going to be illegal. And really the only real workaround, in my opinion, for it is if you're going through and synthetically manufacturing it like a pharmaceutical company would, like that uh, one company that Matt was mentioning to us, you know? So, but then again, I'm not a lawyer and the precedent really hasn't been set at all from like the federal government arresting anyone. And it seems like they have their hands full with a couple other things going on right now in the world. <laughs> so <laughs> it's probably all just just wind coming out of my mouth right now. <laughs> there was one takeaway that Matt mentioned that you and Matt were talking about on the phone. And I, I don't want to box this. So definitely fill me in if I mess it up. The law was made by a bunch of people who don't understand the chemical consistency of the plant about something that they don't understand. Was that? Yeah, absolutely. It's the and blind I, leading the blind for sure. Right. And I, I think that is the important part that I think the, the mass user needs to understand is that if the government understood exactly what is happening, they'd probably make adjustments and then they'd crack down. But at this point, it seems like the user is just going to keep innovating on the dipping chemical components of the, the plant in order to find those quote unquote loopholes in order to fill the need in these other areas where people are looking to get high. Yeah. I think fad is probably the best best word choice to describe describe something like this because at the end of the day all it takes is one old white guy to live yep. here that this makes people high and fucks them up and they're gonna be like well, that's definitely got to be illegal like yesterday so you're telling me <laughs> jenko jeans pods delta 18 say <laughs> totally. is that is that how you did it correctly wow amazing that is how i did that is a quite a group right there so yeah thanks everyone for listening Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.